Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, and here's your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools podcast radio show on 101.7, brought to you by Caledonian Financial. Boy, oh boy, I'm excited today. We're going to have a great show. There's one thing that in, in, in our lives that touches everybody is agriculture. And so we have some very special guests on the Big Yellow School Bus today. We have the newly elected president for Farm Bureau, Mr. Eric Mayberry. Welcome, Eric, to the show. Welcome. Good to see you. Eric, we are so happy to have you. You, you had, you're literally just growing into this job. It's around April right now. Um, you are literally just started in January, right? Yeah. Started, I actually elected in December. Okay. But, uh, kind of took over January 1 and been, uh, been going hard ever since. It's a great experience. Yeah, and I had the great pleasure of listening to you and Lee talk to us at our Kiwanis group. Mm-hmm. Great presentation. I really liked what, um, and we'll get into Lee here in just a second. I, um, I rec- liked what Lee did with the um, questions and answers, and you gave some giveaways. I actually won something. Do you remember what it was, Lee? I don't. What do you win? I had the correct weight of the milk How per day. How many pounds? 75 pounds per day is what I, I said. And, For and a dairy cow. Yeah. yeah. Pounds is a- that because... And Chris, I'm going to loop you in right now. It's because we in Leadership Murray, we went to a dairy farm, and I remember the man saying approximately 75 pounds of milk per day. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of milk. A lot so, of milk. Yeah. So anyway, let's get back to you, Eric, Mr. Mayberry. Tell us a little bit, our listening audience, a little bit about yourself. Since you're new to the, the Farm Bureau president job and everything, Introduce yourself. Let everybody know something about you. Sure. Thank you. I'm a long, lifelong farmer from Humphreys County. We raise corn, soybeans, and beef cattle. Uh, not dairy cattle, but beef cattle there. And uh, fourth or fifth generation farmer from that area. Uh, raised three kids, and we uh, just been doing it all of our lives and, uh, and still operate the farm. Uh, my son is there now while I'm running around doing Farm Bureau work. So we're... Uh, it's been a big transition, but a tremendous opportunity uh, to serve as the ninth president of the Tennessee Farm Bureau Federation. We've been in existence a little over 100 years now, and I have the privilege to serve as the ninth president. And uh, so uh, just being the head of the entire Farm Bureau was uh, somewhat of a surreal situation, but it, uh, it, it, it allows me to do one of the things that I've always been passionate, and that's advocate for agriculture. Right. Uh, you know, 2% of the population... Is, or less is is actually on the farm farming, and so. But a hundred percent of us use it. Yeah, and a hundred percent of us are involved in agriculture because some, <laughs> yeah, huh? some of us a little more than others. Some of us a little more than others. You know, I think that's two percent is such a low number, mm-hmm. but we have some really large farms. Now, you said you. And your farm, you have meat cattle, right? Yes, sir. So as a kid, I grew up with an aunt and uncle that had a large dairy farm. It was a different state in Tennessee. But my parents would go, we'd go there every weekend and get a couple gallons of fresh milk, the kind you had to shake up before you actually could drink it. Mm -hmm. And I have great memories of the dairy farm up there and learning how to milk a cow and do all kinds of cool stuff. And they literally had such a large farm. I think they had a work, work hands, hand, what do you call them? Of about 20 men that helped them, man, helped them 
milk all the cows and take care of the the, the cows daily. So, mm-hmm. what are you running at your farm? I mean, how many heads of? Um, We've got about two hundred mama cows. We call them beating okay. mamas, and and so we just we they have the calves, and we raise the calves up to a certain weight, and then we sell them off at that point. And then we also grow the row crops and that, uh, and then hay that keeps them all fed. So it's just kind of a an annual cycle that we go through. Two hundred seems like an awful lot, but it's yeah. probably not. Well, they're scattered out in different places. They're, okay. They're, they're, we've got we actually farm in two different counties, and there's probably forty or fifty in in about four locations. So that that's how we do that. I was at um, Spring Hill High School recently, and they were talking about their. Um, they're show pigs, and and when I, when I first thought about show pigs, I thought they had these little tiny cute pigs, right? But I go back to meet the pigs, and I'm like, these were massive, huge <laughs> pigs, and all I could think was bacon, you know. And I love bacon, so and and what happened when they they go through their life cycle of showing the pigs? They actually decide if they're going to sell them, whatever they're going to do with them, and a lot of the um, students decided that was going to be something that they put in the freezer. Yep, yep. And I thought that was a cool part of that show. They're teaching the students that it's not only the showmanship and, and the part of the project in the class, but it's also something to help feed you. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool. Well, that's what, that's what we do a lot at Farm Bureau, you know, with, with Chris's program, Ag in the Classroom, and, and all those things. We, we try to educate people on where their food comes from. I mean, that, that's a huge, you know, part of what we do as an organization uh, because, like I say, two percent is not a loud voice. So we, if people, it's important that people know where their food comes from. Because we, we, we take pride as farmers in that few of people providing all these things for society. But uh, sometimes people get comfortable and forget where that comes from. And uh, I have to agree with that big time. Um, it's 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 something that Lee gave us some examples in our Kiwanis meeting of things that happen in Tennessee, and he asked a bunch of questions, and that's how I won that. I don't remember what I won. It's in my truck. Um, I think I won a um, pocket protector. Or to credit put card. On your, credit put card. on your phone. Yeah, yeah, put that's what it was. Phone. And, and a couple other items came with it, and I actually used all the chapstick up with my grandkids <laughs> over the weekend. They had a fun time with it, making something with it. Yeah. Um, but thank you for that. Um, so let me... Um, move on and introduce our listening audience to Mr. Lee Maddox. Lee is the Director of Communications at Farm Bureau. Hey, I, I kind of share that role. I'm the Director of Communications at Murray County Public Schools. I bet you we have a lot in common when it comes right down to it. So would you please tell us a little bit about yourself and for our listening audience? Well, thank you, Jack. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, pleased to be working for the ninth president here, Mr. Mayberry. And uh, this is the fifth of the nine that I've had the opportunity to work for since I've been in Columbia. I, I came here in 1994. I'm a uh, hometown is uh, originally from Lincoln County. So grew up on a little small farm there, but uh, worked in radio, uh, started working at the local radio station there in Fayetteville when I was 14 years old. And and uh, I've, I came here, just had the great opportunity. Some of the listeners might remember Murray Miles. He was the of director course. of uh, information at the time, and then later it became communications. But uh, he was a, a great mentor of mine and uh, came to work here in February of 1994. So uh, been here since and I've had the pleasure of 
uh, getting to marry my childhood and high school sweetheart finally after many years of trying to convince her to <laughs> to like marry that. me and uh, Alicia and um, and she's from Fayetteville and then we've got two great kids and one of them well both of them actually have helped here at the radio station mm-hmm. uh, my daughter first and then now my son who is uh, who's who's helped out a lot with with things here at the radio station Lewis Maddox and uh, so yeah uh, working at Farm Bureau has just been a blessing because we we have the opportunity to try to share the important story of agriculture and and you know he says two percent but it's less than two percent right. you know of the population that's involved and that's the whole reason why this organization. The Farm Bureau was formed, and the whole reason there is to, to be that voice, to be that collective voice for farmers to share that story of agriculture. And the reason we're here in Murray County, reason why Tennessee Farm Bureau is here, that first president, he's the ninth, Mr. Mayberry's the ninth, but that first president, Mr. Joe Frank Porter, uh, was a farmer in Williams, Williamsport. And and he was elected 101 years ago as wow. uh, as the first president, and so that's the reason why Tennessee Farm Bureau is located here in Murray County. And uh, we just, you know, I think we've we've got a great organization to be advocates for agriculture, and uh, it's a statewide. We're we're you know visible and and active in all 95 counties, and uh, we help coordinate that effort to be a voice for farmers statewide. So it's been a, been a great, uh, great pleasure for me to be a part of this great organization now in our 101st year. I have, Jack, a li- if I, if I ahead, can, inter- if I can interject just a little bit, cause he's, he didn't mention it and I'm going to, <laughs> some of you may recognize the voice that you're hearing. Uh, Lee was also <laughs> the play by play for the last two years. He was the play by play man for Columbia central football on, uh, WKRM, and uh, I had the great privilege of working with him as his color analyst and engineer uh, this last season, and we had a lot of fun together. We uh, did, and saw some great ball games, some great athletes. But he, uh, you know, that's where some of you are, are going to recognize that voice. Yeah. And if you're trying to place it somewhere, that's that's <laughs> probably where you've heard it. Yeah, and we do a daily radio program, yeah. a little two minute uh, ag report, if you will, that uh, airs here on on both stations, uh, both. Uh, WKRM, WKOM, and uh, so we're we're proud to be a part in that way to try to again share that that voice of agriculture. Yeah, I was going to say something about Lewis. Um, and in the early days of the Big Yellow School Bus, um, Lewis actually ran the soundboard for me one day, and yeah. I, I made sure he got an opportunity to speak. Yeah. I think it was with Eric Perriman and and um, Mr. Jonathan Barry were on the show that day, and we got Lewis involved a little bit. And yeah. He's a pretty impressive young man, yeah. and he did um, announcements. He's been doing quite a bit oh, yeah. here In at fact, the radio station. Uh, most station. recently, uh, just this last Saturday, uh, well, just you know, he did uh, the uh, parade. The Mule Day Parade. The Mule Day, Day Parade, parade. With, George, yeah. with, with George Plaster and George Hampton. Lewis was the third commentator there and ran the board uh, for yeah. that and did a fantastic job. Uh, and as he always has, actually, when I got hired on here two years ago, uh, Lewis actually is one of the guys that trained me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. He's yeah. an, an impressive young man. And I think the, the whole mule day being back after a two year hiatus is, was so much fun. Um, me and my granddaughter went downtown or came downtown and, and 
watched the parade and then we went to the park and everything. Such a fun day. And the enthusiasm levels and everything that took place that day were very impressive, you know, having Mule Day back in Columbia, Tennessee again. And that's a way of really sharing and, and showcasing agriculture. I was going to I was gonna Mule plead into that. A, yeah, that's a great event to, to th- showcase this industry. So many farmers use mules yeah. in their everyday um, farms to do things for them. So it's all ties into agriculture. Well, hopefully you have a couple quizzes for us like you did at Kiwanis. <laughs> okay, but I don't yeah. I want it before we end this first um, 20 minute section, I want to introduce to our listening audience, Mr. Chris, Chris Fleming, who is the coordinator of Ag in the Classroom. Chris is also a Leadership Murray 2020 graduate, which was my class of uh, Leadership Murray. The best class ever, best right, Chris? Ever. 2019. That 2020? Was, 2019 was the okay. best class. Well, I, I heard it was okay. <laughs> up <laughs> um, until that point, that was yeah, the greatest. Yeah, up until 2019, then 2020 happened, and look what happened. The next best, the best class came <laughs> yeah. in. So we always liked, as Leadership Murray um, graduates, we always like to brag on yes. the uh, program because it's an amazing program that's put on by the Murray County uh, Chamber of Commerce and the Alliance. What a great time. So, Chris... Tell our listening audience a little bit about you. I've known you for a while now. I've relied on you heavily for a lot of things over the years, and I see you a lot in our schools. I appreciate the opportunity to be on, and I'm not quite as old as Mr. Maddox. Uh, I've served (laughs) under four uh, Tennessee Farm Bureau presidents. Uh, Grew up in Lawrence County on a small beef cattle farm there and uh, still live there uh, with my wife. Our three boys have... uh, come through some of the Murray County schools. We did live in uh, uh, Hampshire. So my first uh, entry into uh, Murray County, I taught high school agriculture in McNary County for 10 years. And then when uh, Mr. Randy Kersey was made principal at Hampshire, uh, got the opportunity to come there and to uh, start the agriculture program back in high school, which had closed in 1964, which was the year that I was born. Uh, so we uh, started the ag program back up there, uh, stayed there for two years, uh, and then got the wonderful opportunity to come to Tennessee Farm Bureau and and head up a, a program that had started in 1982. Uh, Secretary of Agriculture John Block had uh, started hearing concerns from around the country that students were missing the connection between the farm and their food. Yeah. Most of them just kind of assumed that it came out of the cafeteria or the grocery store. Well, yeah, that's where I buy it at. That's, so that's, you know, why do we need farmers and all those things? We can just go oh, to McDonald's. Wow. Why do uh, we need them? So, yeah. the, uh, so Secretary John Block uh, commissioned a, a group to come together and discuss what all the states were doing to, uh, to reconnect students with the source of their food. And that uh, turned into a program that's uh, under the United States Department of Agriculture and uh, National Institute of Food and Agriculture called Agriculture in the Classroom. Uh, so after teaching high school ag for 12 years, uh, came on to uh, Tennessee Farm Bureau. At that time, we were uh, conducting 10 uh, workshops across the state for uh, teachers, usually around 250 teachers, and we have continued that and just celebrating the uh, foundation's 25th anniversary uh, a few years back uh, and still going strong. We're active in all 95 counties. 
Uh, and here in Murray County, uh, have teachers that have been trained serving in each of the schools from the uh, um, K-12 schools all the way through the high school. That's very cool. Um, <clears throat> something I remember since I've started working at the school district, and I probably remembered a little bit before that because my kids went to Murray County Public Schools, was this big event called Farm Day. Is that what it was called? Right. Yes. Yeah, and it's at Murray County Park. Well, it was this last year at Murray County Park. What a great day. And this involved every grade. What grade level was it? So those are usually fourth grade. I think it was, yeah, because it was smaller kids, and they were having a good time. And it was not just Murray County Public Schools, but every fourth grader, third, fourth grader in the county was invited to come to this Ag Day. What a great day it was. I, I got there, and I thought, well, I wonder if I could just hang out here all day and have some fun. And so I hung out there for quite a while. I seen you there, Chris, and... There's a, a lady that I know, Mrs. Delk. Ms. Nancy Delk. Yes. Yeah, Nancy Delk. Um, we brought in the radio station that day and did a little interview with Nancy about what was going on that day. And it was just a fabulous event. And this is an annual event, right? It is. We have, uh, so statewide, we have about 72 of those. Uh, some In some regions like Jackson County and Putnam County go together and do one uh, together if they have facilities. Uh, but Murray County has been doing that for, uh, I would say 30 years at least. Wow. Cool. Uh, Miss Nancy Delk is our Murray County Farm Bureau women's chair. And she, uh, had the uh, dawning task of, of bringing that back to an in-person event after COVID. Uh, and normally that is held at the, uh, uh Middle Tennessee Ag Research and Education Center in Spring Hill. Uh, Mr. Kevin Thompson's the director up there, and uh, it just was not going to happen this year due to some inclement weather. And uh, Miss Nancy, in about three days, uh, took and moved that entire event uh, that serves the entire fourth grade for all of Murray County to the uh, park and had enough facilities there under shelter that uh, we were able to carry that on and she did a wonderful job she did it was a great day and those days are so important uh for the future of of agriculture because so many of those kids you know it, you can say they, they've come from rural areas even in murray county but yet they don't know anything about agriculture right they've so never... this is really one of the key moments that they get to find out and have a little fun obviously it they was get, fun they get a day out of school out of the regular school day and, and it doesn't not just in murray county but as chris said these are held all across the state and i've had the opportunity to and chris all of us have to visit many of these farm days and th that is the biggest place in the world for for these kids to learn about our most important industry. And you know now what the most important industry is, right? From the trivia that we had at Kiwanis. It has to be what I eat every day. Agriculture. That's <laughs> yes, right. Agriculture. That is a, that's the most important industry. And so this gives those kids a, that chance to, uh, have again, have fun, but learn about, you know, what farmers like Mr. Mayberry do for us right. on a daily basis. So it's so cool to have well, the guys, place. I'm being told we got to get a, a word in from our sponsors. So we are here with Farm Bureau President Eric Mayberry, Lee Maddox, the district communicator, or the di di director of communications, I can talk, and Mr. Chris Fleming, coordinator of Ag in the classroom. We'll be back after a word from our sponsors. 
Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram gives thanks to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital for the third straight year. Through April, we aim to make this year the best year ever by donating $150 for every vehicle sold. Shop online or at the dealership and you too can help us honor St. Jude's 60th anniversary. Protect what matters most. You can count on us. Let's talk custom design jewelry. Did you know Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia creates custom design jewelry and has been for over 30 years? From one-of-a-kind engagement rings to wedding bands and so much more. We want each piece to be as unique as you are and create a family heirloom for tomorrow. Call today and make an appointment with one of our designers. And just for calling, you will receive a free 30-minute consultation. Tillis Jewelry, creating custom jewelry proudly in Tennessee. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hey folks, this is Chandler Anderson from the Right Care Clinics, our Right Care Primary Care Clinic that's open 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. And the Kroger Shopping Center now has a new primary care provider, Miss Terry Locker. You may know her from Columbia State or the Murray Regional Medical Center ER. If you are tired of being rushed in and out of your primary care provider's office, come see Terry. She's going to sit down with you, treat you like family, and get your health care needs under control. Right Care Primary Care open 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. Three, two, one. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Well, we are having a great show here today. If you've listened to the first 20 minutes, we have... Farm Bureau's President Eric Mayberry, Farm Bureau's District Director of Communications Lee Maddox, and Farm Bureau's Coordinator of Ag in the Classroom Chris Fleming. Guys, thanks for coming today. I, I'm I'm just thinking right now we're we're recording the show for uh, an air date here soon. I'm getting hungry just thinking about cows and pigs and bacon and beef and all that kind of stuff because I love me some good meat, you know. And I'm thinking I'm going to have to go have me a cheeseburger at lunch or something, maybe with bacon on it. But that sounds good, doesn't it? Amen. Sounds real good. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking a little bit about the importance of agriculture. And, and I really want to highlight to our listening audience, now that you've met our, our guests today, the importance of the education of agriculture. And, you know, only 2% of the population become farmers, but they farm for 100% of us. I mean, there are a few people that only eat vegetables. God bless them. 
Um, but fine. Yeah, yeah, I love That's agriculture. Absolutely true. That man, what am I thinking of? Yeah, and they got to feed, the, and they got to feed all those cows and pigs something. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I, went, I went out to get something to eat last night because I was busy until late, and I told the lady at um, Jersey Mike's, I said. I just want the meat and some green peppers and then some more meat and then some onions and then some more meat. Yeah. And she and goes, cheese. nothing else? No, I didn't even do the cheese. Okay. I did some ranch sauce. And she goes, you don't want any other anything else? I said, no, I had a lot of vegetables at lunch, but I'm just really hungry and I need some good protein. And so she hooked me up really nice. Um, and I didn't ask for bacon, actually, and she put bacon on it. And I said, man, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> that bacon was so good. That bacon goes with anything. It does. It really sure. does. So who wants to tell our listening audience a little bit about the importance of the educational point of agriculture in our schools? I think I'll uh, take a stab at that. All right, Chris. Uh, so ag in the classroom is a uh, – it's not a curriculum. It's not a uh, subject that teachers would include. It's more of a concept of including agriculture into the things that they already are expected to teach, the uh, the state standards that have to be covered. So we start with pre-K and go all the way through high school uh, with agriculture in the classroom. Uh, and our job at uh, with the Foundation for Agriculture in the Classroom is to develop materials that try to do both that try to include information about agriculture uh, and cover those uh, specific standards, whether it's through biology or whether it's through literature or uh, mathematics, any of those uh, specific subjects. Uh, Teachers, by and large, do not grow up on farms, and so they don't have that information readily at hand. So we we do uh, teacher training each summer. Uh, We'll be starting a new location in June for uh, Tennessee Southern, UT Southern, uh, will host one of our Ag in the Classroom workshops. Uh, our goal is that teachers will know that food comes from the farm, and so they'll pass that on to their students. And then in the fourth grade, we hope that those students will become involved in the 4-H program, uh, which is uh, hosted by uh, the University of Tennessee and the Tennessee State University uh, program, our land-grant systems here in Tennessee, Uh 4-H does wonderful things in developing youth, whether it's their citizenship skills or their leadership skills, uh, but also including information about agriculture. Uh, And then the goal there is that in high school, uh, they will enroll in uh, Future Farmers of America is what it was called when I was teaching. Now it's just called FFA, uh, and that they would uh, learn about the many careers that are available in agriculture. Uh, my wife, I know at the end we do a shout-out, but my wife is a guidance counselor here in the county, uh, and she has students come in, you know, and they'll say, she'll ask them what they're wanting to do for a living, and all of them are going to college, and, well, you know, what's the end result of college? Hopefully they want to get a job, uh, but usually they don't know exactly what that job is going to be. So through 4-H and through FFA, uh, they can learn that, that agriculture is the largest employer in the nation. Uh, if you think about the, the bacon that you love to eat, uh, somebody had to produce the animal, somebody had to produce the feed for the animal, somebody had to be a veterinarian to take care of the animal, uh, somebody had to drive the truck to get it to market, uh, and then the stores had to uh, market that in a pleasing way so people would want to purchase it. 
And uh, since you got yours at Jersey Mike, uh, somebody has to run that restaurant. Somebody has to be a, a food inspector that comes around and makes sure they're doing that in a sanitary manner. Uh, so just a world of careers that are available to our Murray County students, uh, and they can learn that through 4-H and through high school FFA. Fortunately, in all of our uh, high schools here in the county, we do have an active uh, agriculture education program, uh, and the uh, our governor uh, is a, a wonderful supporter of both 4-H and FFA and has uh, his very first executive order was the Ag Ed uh, Task Force, I guess, was part of that, and a uh, funding of the 4-H Foundation and the uh, FFA Foundation. Excellent. I didn't know, I didn't realize that. I, I think I might have heard it, but I, I didn't realize that was one of his first um, things in office that he did. FFA, 4-H, they kind of go hand-in-hand hand with career and technical education that we have at Murray County Public Schools and other schools in the district. What a great program. Um, I really enjoy going out and covering events for these. And my understanding is, Chris, you guys do a ag in the classroom at every school in some fashion in our district, all 23 schools. So we have had uh, teachers that have participated in our workshops uh, that are uh, employed at each school, uh, and some of those are classroom teachers. Uh, this year, Ms. Regina Peary, who's the assistant principal at Riverside, mm -hmm. uh, was recognized by Tennessee as our teacher of the year for agriculture in the classroom. And she'll be recognized uh, this summer at Saratoga Springs, New York, uh, as such as our Teacher of the Year as she competes for the National Teacher of the Year. Uh, That's the National Ag in the Classroom. National Ag in the Classroom. Very cool. Uh, so she has a, uh, she kind of a side note there. She's authored a book called Hewisms. Yeah. Uh, and uh, her father was an ag teacher, a great man. Uh, most people know him as Sonny. Uh, but it, we always called him Hugh. I thought his name was huge because he was a pretty good-sized fellow when <laughs> uh, when I was a young student there coming through, but ag teacher at Cullioca High School for a long time. Uh, but Regina does wonderful things there at school. Uh, during the week when uh, they had the uh, uh, Dr. Seuss reading, uh, she invited me to come down and uh, do some ag in the classroom reading. Uh, we always try to include accurate agriculture books uh, and uh, we'll be donating those Hueisms books to all of our county farm bureaus uh, this year to put in their ag their accurate ag book uh, libraries uh, that can be loaned out and read to classrooms. Go ahead. And so you you know you talk about 4H and and FFA. It's just a vital program, and and obviously Tennessee's got one of the best programs of both of those uh, in the nation. There's over 150, sometimes some people say 180,000 4-Hers involved in the 4-H program. Here in Tennessee, uh, there are 28,000 in the FFA program. So it's just, uh, it, it, but it could grow. I mean, it, and it needs to continue to grow. The, the work that that 4-H and FFA does in preparing our young people uh, 
for those careers that Chris was talking about in agriculture are just vital. I mean, and we said agriculture is our number one industry in Tennessee. It's without a doubt, it's number one industry in Murray County. Uh, it's $81 billion economic impact on our state's economy every year. And the things that, that, what Mr. Mayberry does on his farm and, and you replicate that all across our state throughout this County. Uh, it's easy to see once you see the numbers and the careers associated with agriculture, why it would be considered our most important and number one economic industry. So it's, there's no, there's, that's why we should be working on, uh, improving education to our young people about agriculture. Mm -hmm. You know, that just makes sense. Eric, did you want to come in? Yeah, go ahead. I just, I just echoing what Lee said. It, it is, it's really big, and I think most people don't really stop to think about that. Uh, you know, in their everyday life, and that, that's kind of by design. We, we like that. I mean, we, we know we're doing a good job if people aren't sitting around worrying about where their food's coming from or where their, or all the products that they use Absolutely. in their daily life. So that, that's. A, I, um, I've had, <clears throat> I've had the local 4-H on the show, and I've had Regina on the show. I did not know about Regina being chose for this. I definitely am going to be calling her up and saying, hey, let's talk about this and let's highlight this a little bit in our district um, to let everybody know what what a great honor that is. And the opportunity to actually move on to the next level is also huge. And Regina not only wrote a book called Hueisms, but she's also the leader of Cowboy Up, which is a, a local nonprofit in the area that helps people um, – with battles against suicide and so they don't commit suicide and stuff like that. So she's an amazing person, um, one that I really enjoy working with. I would love to have somebody on. Do we have like a, a, a local affiliation for the FFA here? I've not had them on the show. I've had the 4-H. I plan on having them back again. We try to get them on the show to tell about the local camps coming up and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and they just – there are. There's FFA programs in, I know, Columbia all, Central, all the high schools, right? Hampshire. Uh, all the high schools? Yes. All the high schools. And, and they just completed the uh, the state FFA convention first time kind of well they had it last year it was kind of uh, a hybrid Virtual. so yeah. so to speak but back in person over 3000 uh, of those blue jackets were in Gatlinburg uh, well not just the 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 FFA members but the ag teachers the the parents so uh, over 3000 were there uh, and i've got to say there's 370 ag teachers across the state and there is a shortage uh and, and thankfully that's what some of these ffa students are are looking at as far as their careers to become ag teachers and we need more of those to go into uh to teaching ag education in high school so right now 370 teachers across the state there's 220 FFA chapters across the state. And again, 28,000 students involved in, uh, I still, Chris, still call it Future Farmers of America. So, uh, but I Well, think- I had to ask because I seen the acronym and I thought I was sure what I knew what it meant. And I have received a lot of photos from our FFA teams around in our CTE classes that are doing things along the FFA. Yep. 
But I was like, what does that acronym exactly mean, Future Farmers of America? I like just saying it out. We, st- we I still try to say it out. Uh, yeah. uh, some people might look at you a little funny, but, I, you know, whatever. It's it's the Future Farmers of, of America. America. That's, that's what that's, FFA that's a, is. Yeah. But it teaches more than just about what things that Mr. Mayberry does is actually farm. It's all those different careers associated with, uh, you know, our food production industry and why it's so and, and forestry, we can't forget about forestry. You know how important forestry is to our overall ag industry. We depend on forestry just like we depend on that bacon. You know, we, mm-hmm. we got to have the the wood products. You guys are going to have me marked as a bacon connoisseur here. That's not a brand well, thing. As, as a as a former teacher, uh, I also want to kind of highlight the idea that if you trace, you know, you trace our our whole economy back. Uh, Outside of just a few things, I think metal production and, and stuff like that, it eventually comes back to some form of ag, uh, one way or another. Like I said, for forestry, uh, production of, of uh, vegetables, production of food, uh, production of meat, uh, yep. our building materials. The, this 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 house that we're in is, is primarily wood. Our clothes, our fuel, our clothes. Yeah, our, our cotton materials, ethanol, stuff like that. You if, if you if you start tracing things back to their ultimate origins. It comes back to the farm some way, somehow, somewhere. And, uh, and I think that's those efforts are uh, – I know the kids that I taught were unfortunately somewhat ignorant about that idea. Uh, you know, most of them, I'd say we, we'd be talking about a story involving a farm or something like that. And I'd say, okay, you know, where do you all think this country you – know, well, and they'd say, well, golly, you know, I, got, I get my meat from Piggly Wiggly or I get my – okay. They had to get it from somewhere, you know, and, and, and stuff. So – you know the efforts that you all are making to to bring this back to the forefront um, to me is is, is tremendous. Yeah, we and, we uh, talked a lot about ag days earlier, and that that's you just everything you just said. You see that in the ag day in in a fourth grader's eyes when that when that child comes in there, and you got a picture or you have a cow on hand, and you ask them what all comes from this cow, you start talking about the hide and and the meat products, and then the dairy is if it's dairy cows there. And all the products that, like corn and soybeans, are in crayons and paints and all these things that, and it's just a and myriad of things that you've shoes, never, you know, yeah, for that you, matter. I mean, know, it's just no, no. Don't even to think it. about the, the shoes, yeah. you know, coming from from that area too. Where does the chocolate milk come from? Oh, brown cows. Brown cows. Everybody knows. Of that. I knew that was going to be the answer. <laughs> that's not that, right. That is my that's that is my right. favorite. That's my favorite question to have on those kids. I, I, I'll ask them where milk comes from, and most of them, some of them know cow. And I instantly say, okay, where does chocolate milk come from? And there's always one that says, a brown cow. Of course. And I'm like, no, 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 let me correct you here. And that's, there's where the teaching moment kicks in, and it's all good after that. But, and, uh, and I've seen those faces and those eyes and those people touching yeah. a, a cow or a goat for the first time. And, and they're just, it's quite amazing to watch these young people because literally they, when, when I was part of the Boys and Girls Club, we did things like that. We took pe- kids fishing for the first time. Yeah. They lived in the city. Their parents never really partook in fishing. So we taught them how to fish. And it was so cool watching some child in fourth, fifth, sixth grade catch a fish for the first time. Yeah. Well, they, these ag days, they take a lot of volunteers, but it is very, very rewarding for a volunteer to come and do that. And, in, and that's something that no matter whether you're in a county that's highly populated like a Davidson County in Nashville or you're a little small county 
and, and there's always somebody there you can teach about agriculture and it's just it's just a fun thing. Yeah, one one more area that probably some people, you know, right now it's on our minds because you go to the gas pump and stuff like that. But it's amazing how much the agriculture industry is involved in our petroleum or not our petroleum, just in our energy. Uh, you know, a lot of the, yeah, the ethanol, right. Yeah, and the, soy, uh, diesel, uh, so, uh, get a lot of soy, soy yeah. products are used. In, in so even our energy production uh, that, that we run our infrastructure with is can be traced back to to the farm and, and uh to me it's just amazing how much uh how much that when i finally started sitting down and looking at it as, as a teacher well wow you know we, we owe a lot of, to this and amazingly two percent of our people and one thing uh, you know we talk about ag days for the kids well we just we just recently had uh and we've been doing this uh, with a group called the farm and forest families of tennessee that we're a part of but we host ag day on the hill on capitol hill to and we actually bring livestock to the capitol and uh and show all the vegetable and uh and uh, commodity all the different commodities that we raise in tennessee but we put that on display uh there for the lawmakers because so many of them and you know that's a big part of what we do at farm bureau is try to advocate obviously and we we work with uh lawmakers to make them continue to understand the importance of agriculture and especially agriculture education. So uh, having those days up on the hill, you could just see there's so many people that come uh, and, you know, they haven't ever touched an animal before, uh, you know, a cow or a sheep or a goat. And it's just neat to see those faces light up in adults. It's, it's one thing to see a kid do it, but then when you see adults and their faces light up, when they get to experience agriculture, that's pretty special. It is very special. It's, it's something that is so needed in our society today to have people understand the importance of the agriculture. And I want to touch after we got to take a break, but I want to touch after the break, what else Farm Bureau does for our community. So we're here with Farm Bureau on the Big Yellow School Bus, so we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. My family and I own Columbia Ace Hardware and are so proud to be a part of Murray County. We look forward to serving the needs of all of our neighbors and being your hometown hardware store. We want to thank you for your business over the years, and we plan to keep our focus on delivering quality products like Benjamin Moore Paint, Steel Power Equipment, Big Green Egg, along with other top brands. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee, the helpful place. This is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Mule Day is back, and everyone in town is looking forward to the annual Mule Day Parade. Columbia Fire and Rescue and the Community Foundation would like to invite you to watch the parade with us this year downtown at Station 1 in Firefighters Park. Spend Mule Day with us and enjoy local food trucks, live music by Antonio Morez, and prime location parade seating for just $20 a ticket. All proceeds will benefit the Firefighters Park Fund. For ticket sales and more info, check us out on Facebook at Firefighters Park Columbia TN. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus. We are here with Farm Bureau President Lee Maddox. Whoops. Lee, I just promoted you. you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's start that over again. We are here with Farm Bureau President Eric Mayberry. Then we're here with Director of Communications Lee Maddox. Then we have coordinator of agri- Ag in the Classroom, Chris Fleming. Um, we have Coach Mike Lyle on the soundboard. And we have been talking agriculture and the importance of agriculture in our society um, and, and just in everything and the, the mere fact that 2% of our population farm for 100% of us and the importance of education in our, in our uh, agriculture, in our classrooms. Um, there's something bigger at Farm Bureau, and because I was sharing with um, Eric and Lee and Chris during the break how I was excited to become a part of the family, the Farm Bureau family, and I now have Farm Bureau um, homeowners insurance and auto insurance. And I'm, I'm really happy with that, and they got great rates. You want to share with us some of the things that Farm Bureau does, not just farming. You guys have a, oh, yeah. a, a yeah, vast world. Of- Great, grateful for that opportunity. Yeah, we, we do view ourselves as a family. Uh, we have uh, you know, insurance company, have life insurance, uh, and we have uh, the homeowners, automobile, you name it in the insurance world, we can, we can provide it. We have that, that partnership with our insurance companies. And we've got, uh, we also help you market livestock. We have a livestock barn here in Columbia, uh, livestock producers. Uh, we have tax service, and then and then all the all ninety five county farm bureaus or have have there's an office in every county, and so they uh, they service those insurance needs and those those things in the counties, and so and it's, health it's insurance one, and, yeah, farm yeah, bureau health plans farm bureau health plans so uh, we you name it we can help you with it and then then we advocate for agriculture every day and all that holistic holistically makes a great family to be able to do that and it's it's, it's a great service and we are the largest 
Farm Bureau in the United States here in Tennessee. Most people don't realize that, but we are the yeah, largest. Yeah, the six, state headquarters is yeah, located. 681,000 right? members across this state. Is this the national headquarters? The, the state, just the state, state headquarters. This is just the state headquarters. All you were going to say states, something else, Lee? All 50 states and Puerto Rico have a Farm Bureau, and we're all part of the American Farm Bureau Federation. And so we advocate... Uh, obviously here in Tennessee for the importance of agriculture and provide those services that Mr. Mayberry is talking about. But uh, we do that at the national level with our headquarters of the American Farm Bureaus in Washington, D.C. So we advocate to members of Congress about the importance of agriculture and about agriculture education, right. not just here in Murray County, not just in Tennessee, but nationwide. That's what Farm Bureau is doing. And that's why we started here. Uh, 101 years ago is to be a voice like we talked about for farmers and to to share the important story of agriculture to especially the non-farmers but that that's happening all across the country right. and that's and and it's such a minority in terms of the number of farmers it's less than 2% that are involved in actual production agriculture so they need uh, they need a voice Chris, real quick, you wanted to mention something. You asked me during the break. You'd like to give a, um, a little information on our gardening programs. Right. The, uh, the farm days that county is sponsoring that we have uh, up at Spring Hill, or this time we had at the park, is a one-day event. Uh, but we sponsor school gardens, and a lot of the schools here in the Murray County, all of them are eligible uh, to participate in those. But those are grants up to $500 for the first year and then $250 every year after that. And that is uh, funded through our Foundation for Ag in the Classroom, which uh, all the sponsors there, the Farm Bureau, the insurance companies, co-ops, all of those contribute money. And we will be having our first ever shooting clays sporting event uh, over in Crossville toward the end of April. And that'll be a an annual event, uh, but if you like to uh, participate in sporting clays, uh, this is a good way to sponsor 4-H, FFA, and Ag in the classroom. Yeah, it takes a lot of money to run all these programs, and I'm sure the insurance industry part of Farm Bureau does a lot to help out that. Um, we're really running out of time here today. We could go out and talk and educate people a whole lot more, but we are limited to one hour on the show, and I don't know if I could keep an audience going for two hours. So um, let's go ahead and transition over to, and I've, I've warned our, our listening or my guest today that we'd like to do shout outs on the Big Yellow School Bus. So, Mr. Eric Mayberry, President of Farm Bureau, do you have a shout out for us today? Absolutely. I think uh, when you think about agriculture education, uh, I'm going to take the low hanging fruit here, and the, the tip of the spear at that is those FFA advisors. And those 4-H agents in those counties that go out there every day and uh, and, and meet with those kids year-round in, in that school system. I think uh, just a huge shout-out to those guys and gals that uh, that dedicate their life to that. Uh, just You can't say enough good things about them. I can totally agree with that. What a great shout-out. Lee Maddox. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> the, the ag teachers, uh, you know, there's 370 ag teachers across our great state that are are teaching the importance of agriculture education uh, in those classrooms. But there's a definite need for more. And uh, a a lot of those 28,000 Tennessee FFA members 
are hopeful to go into college and get their degrees in agriculture education, and let's hope they do. And a, a big shout out to my family. My father was an ag teacher for for years. He he passed away in two thousand and nine, but uh, he he was just a, a great ag teacher. And uh, those teachers just mean the world, and that is the success uh, of our industry that we continue to educate the, the young people. But you got to have teachers to do that, and so, and and uh, I'd shout out to Chris Fleming here because he he was an ag teacher as well, and and uh, they're just so vitally important to the success of agriculture. I love the theme of this the way it's going. Thank you for that shout out. What an amazing shout out, Chris! Do you have one? We're running tight on time, so so I'll do a twofer if I can. All right. Uh, so, so Lee mentioned the ag teachers. I'd also like to mention the extension agents. Uh, one of Governor Lee's uh, proposals uh, made funding available so that we can have a 4-H agent, ag agent, and family and consumer science agent in each county. And Murray County, we already had that, but. Uh, uh, it's always good to have additional funding. And then the second half of that is to the Murray County Farm Bureau, who is very uh, interested in education here in Murray County. And they support through scholarships, through uh, supporting the Farm Day, through the uh, essay contest you mentioned earlier. Uh, but, uh, Mr. and Ms. Delk, who are the president and the women's chair uh, here in Murray County, a shout out to them. All right. Great shout out. Coach, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the obvious route. We've been doing it all the show, then stuff like that. But I, I again, I want to pat a, pat our American farmers, uh, just the American farmers. We said less than two percent feed not only the American public, but most of the world. Yeah, and uh, and then they also supply all these raw materials for all these other industries that we've been talking about, the energy industry and the construction industry and stuff like that. So. Uh, a, a great shout out to our, our American farmers who makes it basically keep our world operating. Excellent shout out. My shout out is going to be quick and I am going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, I'm going to shout out to the leadership and administration at Farm Bureau. Not only do they do all this great stuff to help educate our students with ag days, farm days, they also are very deeply involved in our community and do so much good work in our community. I can't tell you how many times I've been up to the, your your facility there on Bear Creek Pike and been in the event room downstairs and have been for luncheons. I've been there for blood drives. There are just so many things that you guys do there. So my big shout out is to the administration and all the people that make things happen at Farm Bureau and the community involvement that I see from Farm Bureau. Thank, thank you. Thank you, friend. Well, that's it for this edition of the Big Yellow School Bus, brought to you by Caledonian Financial. Thank you to my friends from Farm Bureau, and we will be back next week with another great edition of the Big Yellow School Bus. Thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus every Monday from 4 to 5 p.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM.